everybody and welcome to another edition of words images and worlds uh this is episode four episode four and i have john patrick green who has joined us uh not john green john green's a, a different Thanks. person yeah so we we want to emphasize john patrick green um who you might know from agents of suit which has just come out as well as the investigator series so welcome john and thanks so much for joining the podcast no thanks for having me yeah i actually i'll start with a brief anecdote if that's okay, okay. a story sure. of how uh investigators inspired me i'm always reading comics and i try to keep up with what's latest in comics and graphic novels and so at the beginning of the pandemic I was teaching at a university and we were working in a reading clinic and it had to shift online because of, you know, mm. the, the pandemic things. And so animals were the theme of the summer clinic that we were doing uh, in that time. And I was leading the July edition of the clinic and I got my hands on investigators because I'm always following stuff from first, second, especially and uh, publishers like that. And I remember I had like a, a really, really kind of low budget setup of like a, a projector sort of screen thing that could look at what I was drawing and what I was doing. And so I remember tracing the characters. I think it was Mango um, and like trying to draw that out and showing students online how they could draw and label parts of animals and make them kind of fun and inventive. So uh, definitely inspired some work there so thanks for that thanks for no that's awesome that's cool to hear yeah uh, yeah that's, that's that's really cool i especially like when you said tracing because i, I i'm like that's how i learned to draw basically like that's i feel like that's how a lot of people start you know you start by tracing and then you kind of memorize certain characters and then you can do it without tracing uh, I, I have to admit i still sometimes trace my characters <laughs> <laughs> when I can't get them right. There are some characters uh, that I can't, like I'll try to draw them freehand and I'm like, this doesn't look right. So I have to go back and trace their head to try it and then just change their expression to get the shape right. That's that's good to know as a trick because one of the things I've always wondered how comics creators draw the same characters, basically the same way over and over again in, in different poses that I feel like I could do one or two that would be pretty close. But that's definitely its own skill set. It's pretty oh, impressive yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, It's weird. It's not consistent. It's unpredictable. Like, there are some characters that, you know, I can just draw fine every time, and I'm happy with way they, the way they look, even if they're slightly off-model. And then there are others where if they don't look exact, they look like a different person to me. And so I have to just trace that head so that I can get it so that they look recognizable to me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Are you a thumbnailer? Do you do lots of thumbnail sketches and things like that? Um, I uh, I don't do necessarily, like it varies. Uh, it's kind of, I'm, I'm currently, there's been so many investigators books that I've been trying to streamline um, right. the, the, the process that now, like when I started the first couple of books, I would do like full like thumbnails as I, as I script. Um, and now a lot of times I just, I thumbnail in my head. <laughs> like I mm -hmm. will just, I, I don't spend the energy to actually thumbnail them onto paper until I have the, the script in my head. And so what kind of what I do now is a lot of times I will 
um, once I have an outline and I have most of the script, I will letter my books in InDesign um, because with a kid's comic, you know, the fonts are pretty, the type size is pretty big. So mm-hmm. words take up a lot of space in a kid's book. And, you know, just having like one extra sentence can mean you need an extra third of a page to fit like a panel in. And so when I'm scripting, I don't really think about the page length. Um, and that would like, you know, kind of, you know, bite me in the butt <laughs> on, the, mm-hmm. uh, on the first couple of books when I would have these thumbnails and I go and then I start lettering the book and there's just, there's not room uh, anymore. Um, so now to kind of uh, deal with that or, or things just get crowded, you know? So now what I will do is I will letter the books and as I'm lettering, I will start to visualize how the panels break up. And sometimes I will then like thumb thumbnail as I'm lettering, I will be looking at my computer with the letters and then I will be, be thumbnailing uh, as I go. Uh, but now I usually do very, very, I've always done very, very loose thumbnails. Um, and I usually don't do very many passes of thumbnails, um, unless there's a page that's just not working. But a lot of times, you know, I kind of get the thumbnails pretty, you know, just tight in terms of like the, the, the space and the layout. Um, and then I will do, then I will do very, very tight, uh, pencils, but not on actual art paper. I'll do my pencils just on typing paper. Uh, and then I'll scan those into the computer and then I'll cut out the panels and place them in with the lettering. And then I'll print out onto artboard uh, the pencils with the letters in all just in very, very faint blue uh, mm-hmm. so that then I can just ink right on top of it. And so now that is basically my, my process. So the thumbnailing is still in it, but it's just it's a very, you know, it's not quite the same way that I that I used to do it. That's that's impressive. I'm always amazed at the process. And, you know, I talk with students, students of all ages. I've taught um, elementary kids, currently teaching high school kids, and I've taught university kids, if they can be considered kids. And the thing that I constantly hear when we're doing something about comics, I did a comics lesson today with the high school class. It's, uh, oh, I'm not good at drawing. I'm not good at drawing. Um, And I, you know, I get that with writing, too, when we do writing instruction. I'm, I'm just not... I'm just not a writer. I'm just not really good at it. And so to to hear like the practice, the process, the multiple steps, I, I think that's just part of everything. And I think uh, kids sometimes need to be reminded about that. And so do adults sometimes, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny you say like, oh, I'm not a writer uh, because when I was a kid, I was I n- never thought of myself as a writer. I never wanted, like, I was always an artist. I just wanted to be an artist. I just wanted to draw pictures. But when I was little, I wanted to draw comics. And you can't really do, like, the whole point of a comic is to sort of tell some form of a story. Even if it's just a three-panel strip, it's still, like, a short story. You got a beginning and middle and end. That's a story. You got to write it. Um, You have to have a story to draw to make it a comic, really, like, to have the sequential art. And... But I never thought of myself as a writer, but I still had to come up with stuff that I wanted to draw. So whenever I, uh, you know, whenever I was coming up with these comics that I would draw when I was like, you know, 10 or 11 years old, um, for me, it was just the writing was just a means to the to an end. <laughs> like I had to write it just so I could draw it. But I never thought of it as writing. 
because I was like, this isn't, this isn't really written. This is just, this is, I'm an artist. I'm not a writer. I'm just the artist. I am just, but I, but I served that, I had to serve that role. I just didn't really think of myself as that, as that way. And, then, and that kind of stuck with me for a very, very, very long time. Even when I got to college, I didn't think of myself as a comic book writer. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't start like, like I had stopped making my own comics really in in high school like I used to I used to draw my own comics and photocopy them and sell them to kids at school when I was in elementary school and then high school I stopped because at that point it's like I didn't want to keep writing so to speak I just wanted to make art and so I stopped and when I went to art school then I met other people that made comics and one of them was like oh I could you know if you draw a comic I'll write the comic and so I was like, that's great, because I'm not a writer, because I didn't think of myself as a writer. Um, but, but really, like, mate, you can't make comics without being some form of writer. Even yeah. if you're working with the writer, you are writing. You're just writing visually. You are telling a story visually. And you can't really tell a story without it having, you know, something has to, you know, it's like... I don't know. It's it's a weird weird concept, but it's like you're you're writing, you're telling you just with pictures, you know. But it's all storytelling. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with Andy Watson uh, for another episode about the the process that an artist brings and how uh, even in a collaboration, you bring something written, the artist brings it in. So you you get to play not only the artist, the author, the letterer. I mean, you get to have your hands in all parts of the process. Mm -hmm. yeah and is it i think it's six investigators at this point is that right uh, yeah there are six books out currently uh mm -hmm. there's also the the first agents of suit book came out the seventh investigators comes out in september i am currently working on the eighth investigators and uh also working on the third agents of suit book because the, the second one is also like done it's just you know on, on soon will be on its way to be printed and that one comes out next february so uh yeah there's gonna be a lot that's cool that's cool keeping me busy for sure yeah um were you a newspaper comics kid were you interested in superheroes what was the the draw there that got you started drawing and photocopying it, it's a it, it, it's possibly a familiar story, but Garfield was my mm -hmm. entryway into the comics world, so to speak. Um, just you know, I think uh, now it might be different because I think now it's less uh, less uh, of a chance that a kid is just gonna come across a newspaper like a printed mm -hmm. newspaper. I mean. Like a kid yeah. has to have parents who get printed newspapers for the kid to be able to read the printed newspaper. Um, you know, I don't know, like it's not a thing you can share at, you know, at the breakfast table when it's on an iPad, right? Like if if your if your parents reading the iPad, you know, they're not gonna pass you the comic section when they're done because they're just gonna scroll the whatever they want to read, right? Right. And you know, so but back when I was a kid, of course, you know, there's there were you know, newspapers and there wasn't a lot else to do. Uh, you know, we didn't all have, you know, computers in our pockets um, or Nintendos and stuff. 
Um, so reading newspaper comics were just, you know, your, your eye as a child is instantly drawn to cute little pictures. And even at that time, there were a lot of, there were already a lot of those characters that you'd see on TV. You know, it's like the, the, the Peanuts had, you know, animated specials. So even if you, you know, hadn't read the, the comic strips, you may have already, you might already be familiar with Snoopy from the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade or something. So so you see those characters and then you find out that they're in comic strips or however you come across them. And Garfield, for me, I remember, like I was already in the drawing and Garfield was just one of the ones that I remember being more, I don't want to say better drawn, but it seemed to be more refined than a number of other mm -hmm. comic strips. Um and there, it just had, it was very, very simple. And it just had a very, very, you know, childlike appeal with the, the you know, the shapes of the characters and stuff. Uh, and, you know, it was just character. So I, just popular character. So I got really, really good at drawing Garfield. Um, and I was in like third grade. So I had really bad health as a kid. And so I'd be homesick all the time. And it was, you know, before Zoom, you couldn't Zoom into school or whatever. Uh, and when I was healthy enough to go to school, other kids would see me drawing Garfield and eventually they would want me to draw Garfield for them, and, which I did until too many asked that I finally said, well, give me a dollar. Right, right. <laughs> Garfield for you. <laughs> um, and that was kind of, that was like for me the hook where I was like, oh, wait, hey, people will give me money to do drawings of comics. Uh, and then I got in trouble um and uh for selling comics and you know for taking kids lunch money basically <laughs> that's what they accused me of uh, i was like no 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 this is capitalism in action this is you know it's a it's a fair transaction i'm not stealing their money or anything um right let them consume the comics <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah uh but then when the school complained to my mom you know they told her i wasn't allowed to draw garfield anymore she was like well, you can't tell my kid not to draw. He's going to draw. Uh, but my mom was like, you shouldn't draw Garfield because you don't own Garfield. <laughs> she was like, this right. is a thing called copyright. <laughs> you should create your own characters. And so that was basically how I got started. Is, is uh, you know, I, I came up with my own characters and then I would start making comics with them. But but surely after Garfield is when, like, I would discover, um, you know, like I found, like, a corner uh, a convenience store that had, you know, a comics rack. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I would read like G.I. Joe comics and Spider-Man comics and, and Daredevil and all that sort of stuff. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then I finally found a, a, a comic shop, like an actual comic shop, retailer shop that had uh, independent comics. So like Usagi Yojimbo and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and um, all these other uh all these other comics that you wouldn't normally see in a in a Seven Eleven, so to speak. Yeah, that that's a cool story. I have a friend that well, he and I talk a lot about um, how you kind of find your way to comics, and you know, when you're growing up, there's sort of been different little places, like maybe in the corner of the pharmacy, maybe at the supermarket. But yeah, that's that's a cool story, and I'm all the more inspired now when I see a student who's drawing in class. Not to, uh, not that I would get them in trouble for it anyway, but just to honor that because that's uh, definitely a, a cool thing and part of the story. Mm. Yeah. So before we uh, go, I think I've kept you a little bit longer than I promised I would. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, any, any, you said the future works, you've got an entire uh, span of plans, it sounds like. Any websites, social media things? 
um, all of those kind of pieces that you'd like to share with listeners so that they can follow up and uh, find out more about you out around the web? Uh, well, I am pretty much anywhere. Uh, it's John Green Art, uh, J-O-H-N-G-R-E-E-N-A-R-T. Um, there's, you know, my, my website, which I haven't really updated. I'll, I'll be having a new website probably at the end of this year or whatever. Um, but that's also just johngreenart.com. Um, not, <laughs> not, not much else other than that. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on, uh, I'm not, I don't post a lot, but you can contact me through things like Twitter, Instagram or whatever. It, it kind of sounds like, um, I, I don't blame you for not posting a lot or having updates on the site <laughs> because you're writing like books all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> more on the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's really cool though. And then lots of things, uh, I love when a uh, reader can get into a series and, and move on to another and another. And that's certainly the case with your book. So uh, okay. thanks for, yeah, absolutely. So thanks for talking with us. Anything else that you'd like to to share with listeners before we wrap up this episode? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, I mean, of course the, the, the series uh, website is investigatorsbooks.com. Um, and uh yeah, I think that's it. If you, you know, go out and draw comics. That's basically, yeah. That's yeah, basically for the sure. best advice for everyone. And, and Agents of uh, Suit is the... Yes, Agents of Suit. Yeah, it'll be, you know, since it's a spinoff series, uh, you go to investigatorsbooks.com and I'll have that book there as well. You know, and there'll be some goodies, activities and book trailers and all that sort of stuff there. Well, thank you so much again. And no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We will... Um, see everyone or uh, at least hear or they're they'll hear this uh, next time so thanks again